When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody, uneducated economist here. So I had some people ask me to talk about stagflation and what stagflation is. Now, if you were to ask me what stagflation is, it's when you have higher prices and low economic activity. And now I guess the easiest way to kind of describe it is if you can imagine a restaurant, a restaurant that serves like, say, 50 hamburgers a day, the price of hamburgers moves up to $20 a piece. They have less hamburgers being sold. Now they're down to 15 hamburgers a day, less economic activity taking place. That would be like a stagflationary scenario where the prices are moving up. They're selling their product for a higher price, but there's less products being sold. Less houses, less cars, less everything taking place because of all the shortages. Now, because there's a shortage, you have a demand for those products. And when you have a demand for those products and a shortage of them, the prices move up. Now, something I had to think about for a while is like, what's going to come from this stagflationary scenario? Now, this is a false situation because it's not so much that there is a shortage of products. The products are there. They just happen to be out on a ship or in a warehouse or on a truck or in a container or somewhere that is not on the shelf or not in the people's production line so that they can finish their products. So at some point, we are going to have a situation in which stores or businesses are, be going, are going to fail. Now, it's already starting to happen, but it's going to start happening on a grand scale. If you cannot get your product, if you cannot get your, your part, and you cannot complete your product, then you're, you know, you're done. You're out of business. So how long this goes on for is going to be very destructive to the economy. And the more it takes place, the more likelihood that you're going to run into a recession. And now I have a feeling that we are already in the recession and we have been in recession, but it was completely masked over with all the papering that has taken place over the last year between the payroll protection programs and the special purpose vehicle set up by the Federal Reserve in order to lend out into every corner of the economy. All the stimulus checks, everything that has taken place has been an attempt to mask over what the problem has really been. And that is, is that we are sinking fast. Now, if you go and you read, especially if you read from like 2018, the Federal Reserve is panicked about deflation. They were worried about not being able to achieve an, a sustained inflation rate. They knew that they were going to be running into the lower bound of zero, which is zero low interest rates. And that dropping of interest rates was no longer going to be an effective tool for them. They knew this scenario was going to come. So I know that at some point, things will free up. They have to. 
for every action, there's an equal, equal and opposite reaction. There's not enough containers out there, so they're building more containers. What happens when all the containers start to free up? Now you're going to have an abundance of containers. You're going to have too many containers. These are the type of things that happen. It's like an overreaction. Just like the lumber prices. Somebody was asking me about lumber prices too. I'm sorry, you guys know me about lunchtime. I just jump all over the place. But somebody was asking me about lumber prices and they're like, oh, look at there, look at the lumber prices are shooting back up. You know, you were wrong about the inflation thing. And I was like, how can I possibly be wrong? I said this was gonna take place. I said, you're probably gonna see it go up to 750, 800, maybe even 1,000 again. I doubt it. But 800 was not a number that I was like surprised by. I mean, we're at 750 right now on the lumber futures prices. I would not be surprised to see 800, especially for the November contract. Now, if you're not aware, in November, the tariffs on softwood Canadian imports coming into the United States are going to increase again. So that would make sense that the November contracts would be selling for a premium right now, would be selling for a much higher price. But again, that's not until November. So we still have a ways to get there and we don't know what's gonna take place. We don't know what the inventory levels are gonna be like. We don't know what the milk curtailments are gonna be like, if they are going to continue or if they're gonna take advantage of the 750 per thousand mark right now in the futures. Now, I know that if I was a mill in curtailment because the prices were too low, now's the time that you fire back up again. What happens when the inventory begins to rise? The availability comes back, prices come back down. So for every action, you got an equal and opposite reaction and markets are very similar to that type of scenario where you have a jump to 1,700 per thousand and then a drop down to what, four, 350, 400 per thousand? I don't even know how low lumber got. And now we're up at 800. I wouldn't be surprised to see it go up a little bit more and then drop down again, you know, come sometime into the new year. Who knows what's gonna happen? If the Federal Reserve does their tapering, that could really do a number to the mortgage-backed security markets, causing the interest rates on home loans to go up. That could put a damper on home sales. And already home sales are pretty low considering the low inventory. That's not gonna do well for mortgage lenders out there. I mean, there's a huge industry that's built around building homes, and right now, it is very difficult to build homes. I mean. I forget what portion of the United States economy that building homes and the building industry is, but it's a, it's like the biggest portion if I remember right. I just can't remember what percentage it is. And so if there's a slowdown taking place because of the lack of availability and the logistical nightmare of completing a house, and this is happening throughout the rest of the economy, that is a serious slowdown in economic activity. Less boards being sold, and right now they're being sold for a lesser price. That doesn't do well for projections when people say man I'm gonna you know have all this idea of how much lumber we're gonna sell into the future and right now they're selling at this price but then when the future comes you realize man there's not nearly as many people buying as that as they thought there was gonna be this low inventory of homes has not caused a huge increase in the amount of homes being built lack of labor and issue with, you know, just supplying the, the availability of materials doesn't have that increase in homes, uh, um, home construction. So that can only lead to one thing and that's higher prices in homes as people need a place to live and there's less of them to be bought. Anyway, let's leave it at that. Uneducated economist, you guys let me know.